When them haters be trying to stop my shine I tell them you must be out your mind Shout it don't even waste your time You can't stop, won't stop Welcome back to Capital Punishment. We're here for our weekly podcast episode. I'm here with my man Kedrick Ghostin. I'm Lorenzo Alexander, and uh, it's draft week. We're actually sitting in the middle of it. Uh, we've had round one on Thursday night. Last night we saw round two and three, and uh, so far it's been pretty eventful. It probably tapered off a little bit last night, but uh, it's going pretty well. What have you thought about the draft so far? Uh, first off, I think changing it to Philadelphia was that the uh, Arch Museum. Uh, in Philly, that backdrop yeah. is has been really cool, and it kind of opens up your imagination into the the new cities it could be in. Me and you talked about uh, being in Washington D.C. on a national mall, and you know it could be in the beach in Southern California. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. So the, the possibilities are endless when you open up the venues to that. But I thought it was phenomenal. I think my only gripe I would have to say about the first round would be that it's it's a long night. I was long, you know, and, and, and for you to um, you know. Uh, watch the whole draft and let's say for those teams like Atlanta and um, New England, for, for them to, uh, like New England, I think, traded out of the first round. Right. You stay up all night <laughs> trying to see who your team is going to pick and they end up trading out. But it's definitely exciting. Um, it is a long process and, and it's exciting, but I think as a football fan, it is something that you're super interested in um, just because we both know it's a super exciting time for these young men right. and these families and the opportunity uh, that they're that they're able to have uh, to get their name called, whether it's, it's you know on uh, Thursday or today, yeah, making it uh, what's today Saturday, right? Uh, in the in the later rounds, it's still a, a great opportunity that I think uh, nobody should never take for granted. Yeah, today is the day that I kind of look forward to, and then the guys that go after, because obviously that's what I'm kind of part of. But uh, as you said, I thought it was. Um, a very cool experience, especially to watch, especially this year, guys actually kind of integrated their families more into it. Like one guy brought his son out, which I thought was real cool. Who's <laughs> the, like, the Lion yeah, King move. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, which was nice. Uh, um, the UCLA defensive end who got drafted by Atlanta brought yep. a picture of his grandmother. You know, you know that whole story. She was on her deathbed and promised that he'd go to college, graduate, yep. and, and make it to the league. Um, and I think it was one other gentleman that brought some type of picture or something out to remember, a, you know, either a parent or something, which, I, you know, it's always kind of cool to kind of integrate uh, those special people that mean so much to help you actually get there. You know, oftentimes we just look at these guys and figure, oh, they made it. They got all this talent. They worked hard. They did it. But you don't get to see all the exterior things that are very important as far as motivation, whether it be having a kid, having a grandmother or your dad or whoever it may be. And have, allowing them to kind of come out and celebrate with you, holding up that that uh, number one jersey, and as you get drafted. Yeah, I mean, definitely, you want to make it. Um, it's important, and I think it's good that these young men are figuring it out. That is to celebrate the times with the people that help you to get there. You know what I mean? And as 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 older gentlemen in this league and stuff like, you understand how important it is for you to be in that moment, but to be able to experience that moment. Uh, with your loved ones, but it's 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 super exciting in the draft. I mean, the NFL has done a great job of of making it an event, and 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 it, and it is that you yeah, know what it I mean. Is. It's it's <laughs> yeah. must uh, see TV. Um, the first round takes a long time. I I do think that you know rounds two and three kind of get sped up, and you kind of just yeah. playing catch up. And you know they're talking about one player, two more players get drafted, but at the end of the day. Um, 
you know, what an exciting time, you know, and that's that's really all I can say about it. Yeah, and I actually find myself watching it a little bit differently now because, you know, after I didn't get drafted, I thought, I'm never going to watch a draft again. You know, that kind of – it's been 13 years. I kind of get over it. But now when I watch it, like um, my boy Steve Smith has kind of transitioned yep. out of the game, retired, and now he's on NFL Network calling the game. So I'm actually, like, tuning in to watch how the announcers, how they kind of run through – players, how they breaking them down, how he's doing as far as transitioning into that part of his life, because hopefully that's something that hopefully I know me and you want to do when we're done. So I'm not only watching to see who's getting drafted, I'm actually kind of critiquing the the pod, or not the podcast, but the analysts as well, and yeah. just seeing how they're, the things that they're doing well, or maybe some of the things, I don't know if I would do that or not. So it's, it's kind of fun from that perspective, And too. to that point, Lewis Reddick, that used to be in uh, the, the pro, pro right. scouting department, and he does a phenomenal job, super articulate, obviously knows what he's doing, and he's done it on both sides of analyzing and actually being um, in those draft boards. But um, to kind of, um, I guess, not really switch gears, but um, you, Bill's traded out of the first round. Well, we just we just traded back. So I think initially we had the the tenth pick overall, um, and then they decided Doug Whaley, Sean McDermott, they decided they wanted to trade back. Um, and this draft is it's been really it's a lot of depth, especially at the positions that we drafted at receiver, DB. Uh, so I know they've probably felt like, hey, we can trade back, get a couple of picks. Uh, now we're not paying a guy with the tenth pick is getting. We're gonna pay a guy with the twenty seventh <laughs> pick is gonna get, yeah. and it, we still getting a quality player. Um, we actually used that pick on uh, Tredavious White out of LSU. Um, I think he was probably – I know he's a top five corner in the draft. Um, but I think more importantly, he matches his personality and character is exactly what Sean McDermott is looking for. And you could just see initially in his interview just how he carried himself, what he was representing. Um, and then, you know, just reading up on the kid a little bit, um, I, he's definitely a guy that's going to be able to come in, he's going to be a humble guy, going to work hard. Very versatile in what he's able to do. He can play outside, play inside, um, you know, in the slot as a nickel. Um, it's definitely going to be a, a key component in as far as whether he starts or definitely going to be adding depth, especially in our league when we got we got to see Tom Brady twice a year. It's definitely going to help us out on that back end. Yeah, I mean, like you talked about, a corner that was versatile. Y'all see Rob Gronkowski right. uh, twice a year. <laughs> yeah. You got the, the people at Edelman. Um, uh, in the slide up there. And so yep. you got to be able to draft people to be yep. able to win your division to yep. be able to compete. And so what you just described is a guy that's versatile that you don't really know what position he is in that package, but he's on the field. And obviously that can cause confusion for quarterbacks, people playing multiple positions and being able to have that versatility. Redskins first pick, uh, Jonathan Allen. Yeah, love um, the product. You know, the fact that he was there at 17, I mean, it's almost the fact that he was there at 17, he grew up. 10 minutes from the facility and the player that he is. It's a Disney movie. It, right, it's really what it right. is. And you talk about a guy who, you know, I like watching D linemen. And you see a lot of defensive linemen that come out um, of college and they make a ton of plays, but I don't necessarily see that game transitioning to the pro level. Well, this kid is the complete opposite. When you watch him fundamentally, technique, he does everything you need to do to have a successful career right. uh, in the NFL, not only successful, but be a dominant player. He's, you know, 6'3", 290 pounds. You know, he can stay there or he can probably end up being, you know, that same height at, you know, 310 uh, once he grows into his body. But, you know, exceptional against rushing the passer, stout against the run, guy that works hard. You know yeah. he's coming out of um, University of Alabama where he understands hard work, being professional, and so 
Um, from a fan perspective, from a you know defensive lineman perspective, I mean, I think it was the perfect pick. Yeah, know? yeah, he's definitely a complete package. I mean, he was a top five. You know, people even talked at one time him going number one overall. So for a guy like that, you know, they say drop. You know, just ha- how the draft board happens, he fell at number seventeen. It's still a great time to be picked and to be at home. I mean, that's like you said. I mean, that's just God moving and, and putting you where you needed to be. And I, I, I already know how you feel about this, but how, how do you feel about? When and you've been in the league a long time, and it's happened before. We've had free agents come in as well. When a guy is drafted at a your position, yeah, no doubt, where it takes up a roster spot, you know, maybe you want to finish with the Redskins. Yeah, how, how does that affect you um, in your mindset? You know, for me, um, for me, I don't think. I mean, obviously, one does affect the other, right? But I'm I'm happy for this. I'm happy for this young man mm-hmm. because at the end of the day. You know, there was a guy spot who I took. Right, yeah. Uh when when I had my opportunity to come into the league. And just because he got I mean, you know, for him and, and the Redskins and the organization, he was the right pick for this team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, um what effect that has on me, I don't know. You know what I mean? But that doesn't really matter to me. I mean, yeah. it's a competitive business and that's why we love doing it. You want to go out there and compete and have an opportunity to compete. And if that's you know, for me, if that's with the Redskins or another organization, I'm just looking for that opportunity. That being said, you know, I, I applaud the Redskins, uh, Mr. Schneider, Bruce Allen, the whole staff for picking this 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 young man because he was the right pick. Right. And 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 whether I'm there or I'm not, he's going to make that team better. I yeah. think he's going to make that locker room better, and I think he's going to be great for the community. Um, and you can look at him, and he's well-spoken. He's a humble guy. He's all about football, and, that, and that's what you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, did you ever have a chance to actually see him play when he was over at Stonebridge at all? If I did, it was indirectly. Yeah. I, I can't really remember. I remember um, you know, people talking about it. Obviously, right. Stonebridge has a great program, Coach Thompson over there. Um, but I, I don't remember the record, but I do remember um, – uh, Ko, which is not a linebackers coach, when he was at the University of Georgia, was up here yeah. recruiting him for the University of Georgia. So you knew he was he was that type of talent. But it's just special because we hear about kids all the time yeah, that are right. high school players. But to see it kind of come full circle, and uh, you know, I, I heard him doing an interview on one of the, the local sports uh, radio shows, and he was talking about when we had training camp out in Ashburn when we signed Donovan McNabb. And he yeah. was there. He was like, man, that's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like. That, that's what it's about right there. You right. know, what I mean? we were all those young men that yeah. looked up to the NFL now to be in that locker room and to be in that same city, um, so on and so forth uh, is is just, you know, it brings a smile to my face. It, it really does. I couldn't be, you know, you know, I don't know Jonathan. I don't have a relationship with him. Yeah. I couldn't be more happy for him and his family. Yeah, no, I feel you on that, man. But it, it definitely makes me feel old when a kid tells a story about a training camp. Looking at the place that I was a part of, you was deep in. You right. was deep in. It wasn't like you was just coming in. We was right. we was in the meat and potatoes. Right, of five or six years in the league, and you know I actually have you know my oldest daughter's probably right around his age or so. I mean he's probably oh, like twenty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a daughter that's going to be twenty two later this year. So these kids are getting younger. I guess I'm getting older. I don't know how you want to look at it. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely I know. And in, in meetings, it's a kind of uh, a little quick story. Uh, in meetings, she we had to stand up and introduce ourselves. You know, you do that kind of every year. And uh, this year, I was like, man. And I want to let all you guys know, I have a daughter that's like 21, about y'all age. If y'all see her <laughs> with me now, y'all y'all need to hold your horse because, you know, guys just don't know. They're trying yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> when you're young, to, man, you right. got no filter. <laughs> yeah, so just, you had to lay the law right down if, as soon as... <laughs> if you see a female in this building, they're connected right. to somebody. Right. A player, a right. coach's wife, a right. daughter. So just be easy, man. Be easy. Be smooth. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I just wanted to tell that quick story after uh, Jonathan Allen mentioned that uh, about Donovan McNabb. And then uh, 
kind of going back to our second our second pick because um, we we traded back. We actually picked up a, uh, a first round in 2018. Um, and then in the second round, we traded up. We used a couple of those, those those later round picks this year that we got traded up. And we took a kid named Zay Jones uh, out of uh, Eastern Carolina, big time receiver. You know, you know, receivers, they all got big egos and, <laughs> you know, got that personality about them. And they have to because you, you live out there, you want to be dominant, you're going against some of the best DBs. Uh, so he has one of the, some of the, the greatest hands in, in the NFL or in the draft, um, and uh, he plays with a lot of confidence. And he has some pedigree as well. I know his dad and his – I want to say his uncle is Jeff Blake, mm-hmm. um, quarterback for the Bengals for a long time. Uh, so I'm definitely excited to see what he brings to it. You know his football acumen is going to probably be higher than the rest of the kids just because of who he's been around. So that's definitely a guy that we needed. Um, needed a solid number two to step up. We got guys there, but he's definitely going to add to that competition and push some guys to raise their game up, and hopefully they push him so he can come in and be opposite of Sammy Watkins and really help Tyrod in our, in our pass rush game or in our passing game. I was actually telling somebody um, that by bringing some more athletes, we need to really be able to take advantage of. We had the number one rushing offense, I think, yeah. the last two seasons. Um, so really want to be able to see Tyrod to be able to take advantage of that and be able to have some more weapons on the outside so he can run some play action and throw that deep ball and, and, and get the get the ball down the field a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And to be able to get another receiver, um, no slight to the guys that are already on the roster, but like you said, to add more depth, um, to be able to stress out defenses. You know, yeah. you might have one good corner, you might have two. Let's see if you got three. Mm-hmm. Uh, stress you out there. Let's get let's get uh, some of those defenders out, out of the box so that you can continue to do what you do well, which is run the ball. And over the past two years, the Buffalo Bills have – Done a great job, obviously, with with McCoy and Tyrod and just the way you scheme it up. You know what I mean? Y'all do a great job of attacking defenses and, and getting that out there. But to be able to – it is a passing game. It's yeah, easier now right. than ever to throw the football, and you got you got a, a quarterback that's capable of doing it. And so you got to get them weapons. You know what I mean? I'm always – I always say, you know, a quarterback is like a garden. I mean, like a flower, man. You got to put stuff around it. You got to nurture it. You got to let it grow. You got to let it blossom. And and that's what you got to do, and that's you know I, hopefully you know and it seems like the Bills are giving Tyrod um, that opportunity to put things around him so he is successful and the team is successful because obviously with New England up there Miami's getting better yeah um, you know it's a you know it's the it's a tough it's a tough division <laughs> to, <laughs> right. to, to 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 have to go through so um, you know kudos to Buffalo um, second pick uh, Redskins they went back. To the to the well, uh-huh. went back to another uh, Alabama kid, Ryan Anderson, and um, being able to watch a lot of college football this year, um, super excited about this kid, man. This kid is relentless, hardworking. This is a football player, yeah. And to see kind of the one-two punch of him and Allen and the plays that they made in college, you know, they have an instant chemistry. They're comfortable with one another. So I think. With them two guys, I think they actually become better being on the same team because they are so familiar with one another. You know, they, they've already kind of worked out their chemistry on how they run games, how they do things. They have the same type of mindset. And I just see them as guys that just make plays. You know what right. I mean? And I think, you know, script sacks, fumble recoveries, uh, strong at the point of attack, um, guys that just love to play football. You know, and that's, a, that's what you – you see, you know, when you're getting a kid that's been in the Nick Saban program, he's tough, he's hard-nosed, he understands what being professional uh, means. And so to get two of those guys, I think it just adds to the mindset that, that the Redskins are trying to build as an organization of just 
you know, hard-nosed football players that love and enjoy playing the game. Yeah, you mentioned something key uh, or something that I think is key, is, and then that's the comfort level with the guy that you're rushing next to and having that kind of, you know, you say chemistry or that unspoken uh, understanding because you under, uh, of how a guy rushes because it allows you to do certain things. You know what he's going to do. Um, I actually had that connection this year with Kyle Williams where – uh, we just really meshed well, communicated well, nonverbal stuff, didn't have to look at each other and can kind of just feel the game with some of the signals and stuff that we came up with. And obviously I had a high production year. He went to the Pro Bowl as well. Um, so that definitely is going to be key on that defensive line, just, just being able to carry that from college to the league and be able to be – you know you're gonna, they're going to be together at least for two or three more years yep. and be able to continue to grow into each other. Um, so, yeah, definitely look at that. That would be interesting to see this year how that flourishes and how dominant they are. Uh, when they are working together, running some games, or just playing off off each other naturally. Uh, but a quick question, man: Is 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 Bruce and and Ozzy are they hanging out? I mean, all, <laughs> these, know, I, all I, these Bama guys. I tell you what, yeah, <laughs> what I mean, are they doing? You, it was crazy enough because I think the way the draft it was Baltimore than us. Yeah, and literally between you know in the Beltway, man, it's probably six or seven Alabama guys. And that's all. Yeah, right I think there. last night it was saying like eight have been taken by pick seventy. I guess all of them are in this DMV Baltimore area, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's. When, when you're when you got top prospects on the number one defense <laughs> in the country, um, you know you, you they're, they're they're almost you know nothing's proven. Yeah, but they they've been through the fire. Right, they 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 under they've run um, complex defenses. You know, three down, four down, yeah. blitz packages. You you understand that they um, they've been game planning for people week to week. You can see that in the defenses that they run. And I think it's it's just the trust that I think they have with that program and, and the type of coaching that they get out of it. They know they're getting more of a polished product. Yeah. You know, and, and that's not a slight on any other university, um, but the proof is in the pudding, man. Right, this, yeah. For the last, you know, eight-plus years, that has been, you know, college football's kind of the top yeah, of the mountain. Yeah, the marquee, yeah, the marquee you know, they're, of, they're, uh, program. They're in that conversation every year and continue to be in that conversation every year. And I think – even with the players that have come out of that program, um, they've proved that you know they're good NFL football players. Now that's now you you dead right about that. I mean, we got Bama guys all over the place. We even have a couple on our team. <laughs> um, so yeah, you see them, and uh, they're pretty good football players. To understand the game, and uh, definitely some some big time athletes. Um, for us, we had a, um, another pick as well um, in the second round, and that was our last pick of the night. We took uh, Deion Dawkins. Um, out of Temple, uh, and Temple's actually been a, a school that's been on the rise. Because back when I was in school, Temple was kind of you know the run of a muck. You run over them, really wasn't tripping. But over the last uh, you know ten years or so, they've really made a steady climb of the athlete and the caliber yeah. guys they're bringing in and the guys that they're producing. Um, you even saw the the linebacker. Uh, I want to say Hassan Reddick went to yeah. Arizona. Temple tough. You know they have that whole mentality. You know being in Philly. They have yeah. a certain guy that they're, they're, they're bringing in now and developing these, these these kids that have a core toughness to them and come out and do pretty well in the league. I've actually had the pleasure of actually being around a couple of guys that went to Temple that are coaching now as well. Uh, Bruce Aarons has a connection there. Yeah. So just getting to kind of understand that area and those, those kids up there, um, I'm definitely looking forward to see the, the, the mentality that he brings and adds to that nastiness of uh, our offensive line because, uh, you know, we – we got the dirtiest guy, and I love him. We got Richie Incognito, a guy that I used to hate <laughs> yeah. with a passion, just hate. But I'm on his team now, so I love him. Yeah. He's my brother. <laughs> yeah, know? Richie, uh, he, um, 
Yeah, he's he he's a good player. He does he does get off the hinges sometimes, but <laughs> right. you know, all said and done, he he is a he is a good yeah, football so, player. So I'm just looking for Deion to, to add to that, you know, get underneath those guys' wings. I'm not quite sure if he's gonna play tackle or guard. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how, how that mixes in. But it's just great to have depth at offensive line. You see every year guys get nicked up, get hurt, and you gotta have guys that are be able to be a swing guy. We had a a, a guy this year, um uh Groy, who's a guard center. Um, the Rams actually wanted him, um, but we end up matching. Um, we already have a, a great center in Eric Wood, but it just shows you how much you need solid backup swing guys in this league and depth at the offensive line spot because you want to be able to keep your quarterback upright. Yep. And then you want guys that have a certain mentality and that understand the offense so that you can be productive in the run game as well. So those linemen are definitely key, especially if you can get a good tough one and that also has a, a great mind on his shoulder. Yeah, if you can find a guy, obviously he played tackle um, in college. He, he, you know, who knows what's he going to play. He, his body type seems like it projects uh, to be a guard, but you see an athletic guy that is tough, hard-nosed. Um, and like you said, I mean, with the running scheme that you all have, you know, bringing in extra tight ends, extra offensive linemen. Right. Um, and, and you don't ever want to be in a situation to where you don't have somebody trained and ready. You know, obviously, uh, Eric, you know, we all, you know, everybody's getting up there in age. Injuries happen at the drop of a dime. I got hurt week two. Right. You know, um, so you need to have guys that are there uh, ready to play. But um, he seemed like an athletic kid, a kid that is, is, a, is a football player. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like you said, that – that toughness that's coming out of that Temple program. Uh, Junior Gallette was there. We drafted a kid, Matt Ioannidis, last year to Washington. So they're, 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 they're getting good coaching, and um, they have the right mindset that's going to transition uh, to the NFL. Uh, Redskins in, in round three went defense again. You know, <laughs> Shocker, shocker. Right, there, right? yeah. <laughs> um, uh, a cornerback out of UCLA, uh, Fabian uh, Monroe. A uh, kid that I think season was cut short. He had a pec injury, um, but you know that's you know stitch him up and get him back right. out there. But a kid that's got some size to him, a long kid, uh, four three forty, uh, physical, and and that's what I think it's it's all about. I think when you really look at it, um, you have to draft people that fit. Obviously, they all have the talent, but mentally, what are you trying to get done? And, right. and we understand that. Um, in order to have a physical defense in the NFL, you need to have physical corners, mm-hmm. corners that are willing to come up, set the edge, and especially with um, as complex as running schemes is coming in with receivers coming in and cracking your linebacker. Making you, corners you, tackle. You got to have a cornerback that's going to willing to come up there and, and not allow a two-yard gain to turn into a 10-yard gain. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think uh, Washington is doing. And not to mention, you know, like you said, uh, we got Josh Norman, uh, uh, Breland, uh, Fuller, you know, we have corners there, but at the end of the day, you still want to get as much talent on your football right. team as possible um, just because it's going to make everybody better. And at the end of the day, um, you know, that's what you want. You want competition that's going to uh, allow, make people uh, to become better. And, you know, it, it's been something that, you know, D Hall's getting up there in age, uh, he's transitioning uh, to safety. And sometimes you don't know, you know, they might be looking at this kid to play another position. You know, we drafted Sue Cravens to be a linebacker. They moved him back to safety. Right. And so I think nowadays you're, you're drafting people um, sometimes to just fit, you know, put them in a role right. to let them excel at it, yep. you know, and kind of see where it comes from from there because offenses have become so specialized Defense is starting to do that too, to where you draft a guy just to be in a particular package to match up with somebody in your division. You know, obviously, 
with uh, the Bear. I mean, with Philly getting Alshon Jeffries and uh, Torrey Smith, you know, those are some bigger receivers. You got to have bigger corners. We have one in Josh Norman and Breeland. But like you said, injuries happen, um, and and you don't know. You can't predict the future. But uh, I, I definitely um, – I thought the Redskins did a great job um, with all their draft picks, and, and I look for them to continue – uh, to do a really good job uh, in, in today in rounds, what is it, uh, five through seven? Five through seven, yeah. Five, five through, through seven. seven and, and then, and then, and then the undraft, you know, then the undrafted right. guys that are really, you know, the reason they don't do the rookie symposium anymore, they do it uh, at the team is because so many undrafted guys were making rosters. Right, yeah. And, um, you know, it's, you know, it's an opportunity for everybody. And, and, um, you know, I was telling somebody the other day that as a young player, as a college, you all want to be, you know, high draft picks, but, to be able to have your name called, uh, whether it's you know one through whichever round it is, right. it's a huge blessing. It That's, is. That is that is your 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 uh, a pick. You're one player out of seven in the whole country that that organization decided to pick, and then to be able to be signed as an undrafted guy to have that opportunity, I think sometimes you take for granted your blessings when they're not right. there. Um, but to be able to be in that locker room and have that opportunity um, is definitely good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we got some 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 visitors in here. We are in, we are in the den at the in the home studio. Uh, got some kids running around here. But anyway, uh, to kind of get back on point, just to kind of finish up and kind of I guess close off what you were saying. Um, don't allow your current situation to dictate or change who you are. What took you to get here? And everybody's not going to be happy with their their draft position or the draft status. And and this is good or bad. Because don't allow being a first rounder to now yep. change you and think that you've made it and you, you know, you're in the league and now I, I I don't have to really do anything. You have to do what you were doing to get here and probably a little bit more because next year or even this year there's going to be somebody looming, trying to um, like we say. I mean, essentially take your job because they need that opportunity um, and there's only so many jobs available. Um, and then if you are a guy that's later or didn't get drafted where they are. Um, just continue to work. Don't allow that to say, oh, well, you know, well, it, it may be over or, uh, nah, you know, maybe I'm not as good or, you know, play with that chip. You know, you should already be self-motivated, yeah. but allow that to add to that, to that, to that, that fire that's already burning inside of you that has allowed you to get there, allowed you to work hard, allowed you to do all those, those, uh, mat drills, you know, pl- play through a lot of injuries, uh, you know, miss, miss holidays, um, Use that to to motivate you to to even go above and beyond uh, what you think you're you're capable of doing. You just got to put your head down, grind it. Uh, yes, you have to fight through some some initial stereotypes or uh, being put in a box, but it's really up to you to control what you can control, and that's how you show up to work every day, how you treat your teammates, your coaches, the community, and then ultimately how you go out there and produce with the opportunity you're given. Um, it may be five plays. It may be, you know, 15 or 20, but they should all look the same from an effort standpoint and a professionalism standpoint as far as knowing what you got to do, no no MEs, and uh, going out there and just playing hard. So, yeah, um, and that's from top to bottom. Guys that get drafted first round, all the way guys is undrafted because everybody's going to have an opportunity. Some ha- may have a little bit more. It's going to look a little bit different. Yeah. But you got to take advantage of, of your situation and, and not gripe because it's not um, – what you potentially thought it should be, you know, over these past, you know, four years trying to get to this draft. Yeah, don't look for an ideal situation. Just look for a situation. Be flexible in it. You know what I mean? You might think you're one thing. The coach might want you to do something other. You know what I mean? But whatever you do, like you said, 
you know, make the most of that opportunity. If it's, hey, I'm going to stand here and run these routes for the for the first round corner that they drafted, <laughs> right. then run those routes and, and get noticed. Yep. You know what I mean? By doing what you're doing, you know, you never know how this thing is going to end up. Um, you know that firsthand. I know that firsthand is that, you know, situations look good or bleak all the time, all the while. It, it never ends up how you think it's going to end up, but it always works out. And, you know, uh, my message to, you know, people that are listening to this, whether you got drafted or you, you're playing football or any sports is, is, you know, don't ever take for granted the opportunity. Always do your best in everything that you do because you never know what somebody's looking at and what they're not looking at. You know, I've had coaches in my career come up to me and say, you know, I watched you in stretch and you didn't skip a rep of a squat. You didn't skip a rep of a of a hamstring stretch or anything like that. And And that stuff goes a long way in trust. And that's the main thing. The difference between being an amateur athlete and a professional athlete is that trust level that coaches have with you because at the end of the day, you know what I'm going to say. You know, if they can't trust you, they're going to cut you before you get them fired. <laughs> right. You know, and, that, and that's the business right. of it. You know, yeah. it's, it's not – It's most of the time, you know, it's not the most talented guys that play and that have long careers in this league where that's a huge part of it, but it's the guys that are talented and coaches can trust uh, to go out there and do what they're being coached to do. And because and, that's what it's about. You know, it's these are huge – this is, a you know, a billion-dollar industry. This is – you know, tons of money, people, jobs on the line and, and things like that. So they're not going to put somebody out there they don't trust um, to do what they're asking them to do. Yeah, well, I think we're going to end it there like we should every week from uh, words of the wise. <laughs> KG, the bigger figure, man, very wise man, has played in the league for a very long time and um, just hoping and praying that uh, he gets picked up here uh, whenever that, that opportunity, uh, you know, presents itself. But um, for Lorenzo Alexander and Kedrick Ghostin, uh, this is Capital Punishment. Uh, we are, on, you know, doing a podcast weekly. Um, you can check my man, uh, Kerry Ghostin at Ghostin64 on Twitter. I'm at One Man Gang 97. And until next time, be safe, be blessed. We out of here. Come from a higher place, be on my tippy toes. Banana shit slow within my inner soul. A spark within my spirit, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Some love it, some hate it, some folk. Try to muzzle me from sharing what his son wrote. But I'm one of the harvest from the seeds that the sun sowed. So I'm sold out to that G on that white throne. No compass, they so pompous. I go dumping like I'm so compton to save some. Was so pompous, had no compass. But four foes dumping, he saved me from where I came from. It'd be a crime not to bring him out. Bring him out. So with every rhyme, I'ma sing about. Even if my dedication leave me singled out. I get two tears in a bucket, what you think about? When them haters be trying to stop my shine, I tell them you must be out your mind. Shot it, don't even waste your time. You can't stop, won't stop. It's better mind. When them haters be trying to stop my shine, I tell them you must be out your mind. Shot it, don't even waste your time. You can't stop, won't stop.